Hello, STEM Nation. Jeff here, and welcome to episode number 38 of STEM on Fire, where we interview practicing professionals in the area of science, technology, engineering, and math to help guide students interested in STEM careers. If you like what you hear, please share it with a friend. Now let's get fired up today with our guest, Victoria, and I hope our chat will help ignite your passion towards a STEM career. Victoria Shine earned a Bachelor of Science degree in engineering from Smith College in Massachusetts, graduating in 2016 and is a research engineer at Ford Motor Company and has 40-plus patents, making history one patent at a time. She's also heavily involved in Girls Who Code. Welcome to the show, Victoria. Fill in any gaps and share a bit of your personal life. Sure. Thank you for having me. Um, I currently live in Dearborn, Michigan. I've been working for Ford about two years now. I'm a triplet, which is really exciting, and I love engineering, art, and car design. Tori, thanks for that overview. And a triplet, interesting. I think you're the first triplet and maybe the only triplet that'll ever be on the Stem on Fire <laughs> podcast. So, Victoria, thanks for being on here because one thing that I really like about this is that you have an engineering degree and you also have a really strong background in the arts. And a lot of kids out there think, well, I like art, therefore engineering wouldn't be good for me. And others are like, well, I'm an engineer, so you know, I'm not really good in the arts. So, could you give us some background on how your fine arts background and your engineering degree come into play in your current um, job? Yeah, definitely. So I have a lot of opportunities to do both art and engineering in my current job in everything that I do. And I'm always applying my creative side to the work that I'm doing in engineering. I've been in the design studio working on a lot of projects for the past year. And that's allowed me to really understand the art background and the studio side of the automotive industry and how vehicles are created from clay models and line drawings. And I've gotten the opportunity and the experience to learn a lot about that and apply it to new ideas for future vehicle designs. And so a lot of the engineering of that is looking at the designs and looking at the new ideas and understanding how they can transform into something that's feasible for a production-ready vehicle. So a lot of what I was working on had to do with working with designers and understanding the creative side of design and automotive engineering, and then working with the designers to transform their ideas into something that could be a potential product for the vehicle. So you're in the you're in the beginning phases of of car design. So the actual the visual aspects of the car or other things within the vehicle. Both. Um, I was in the interior seat design team where I helped a lot with interior design concepts and new technology and understanding how we can help our customers with those ideas. So, Victoria, what is your specific area of expertise then within Ford? Specifically, I'd say my expertise has to do with innovation and invention disclosure development alongside with having that engineering and art background to help employees create new ideas that are feasible for vehicles. 
So, Victoria, you you graduated from Smith College, which is a relatively small liberal arts college. I think it's around 2,600 students at Smith, which kind of shows that you don't have to go to an Ivy League school to be in research and development teams. Can you can you help STEM Nation understand how a smaller school environment may have helped you in your career? Yeah, definitely. It helped me a lot because of the type of person I am and the type of experiences that I was interested in learning to further my career. And being at a small school, it was wonderful for me to have that small size class um, student to professor ratio. And a lot of the classes were very project based and not out of a textbook, which was really great for me because I was able to do a lot of work that was gonna be similar to what I would be doing in the real world stuff that was preparing me for those type of projects and experiences. And the small school lifestyle was great for me because I was able to work one-on-one with professors and have mentors and students that we work together as a team to do projects and assignments. And it was all a team effort um, for a lot of the projects. And it was great for me in the future because... It really helped me learn how to be a leader and also learn how to work in a team as well. So your your engineering degree is more of a, a generic engineering degree from what it sounds like. Most students are going off, they're concentrating on mechanical or electrical or civil. Could you explain a little bit about what your engineering degree uh, consisted of? At a lot of larger schools, they're taking very specific classes, but they're also taking the foundational engineering courses, whereas at Smith, we're taking a very large amount of coursework in engineering. We're not just taking um, the basics. We're taking every single foundational core engineering class. In addition to being required to minor or do Latin honors, which is taking a class in every single department. And so in addition to those core classes, we're expanding our knowledge and experience um, by doing that minor and so after we do our core classes we're required to take a very large amount of engineering elective classes which are the more advanced engineering classes that are also required by large schools and so the program at smith is very similar to a general engineering course load that you would take at a larger school um, but we're also required to really broaden our, our background by having that minor or Latin honors degree. And so everyone who comes out of the Smith, Smith College engineering program has a very large understanding of all different types of engineering, but they have also focused a lot of their engineering degree on something specific. Um, I focus a lot of it on mechanical and design and electrical engineering classes, That was what I was interested in, but I think what was really most valuable about my experience in the engineering program and having this type of degree was that in all of my classes, we we had the opportunity to focus our research projects and our team projects on a topic that we wanted to explore in our future career. So every single research project I was involved in, I pursued a topic of automotive engineering or some sort of research that had to do with what I was interested in. And that really helped enhance my skill set when I was applying to a lot of 
automotive engineering career opportunities. It was also great for me to have that background while I was in college because it helped me learn more about the industry and if I was going to be interested in even working in that type of area in the future. So it really did prepare me, and I think my background is very unique. Yeah, thanks for that, Victoria. I was not aware of the the smaller kind of liberal arts colleges out there that were offering engineering degrees, but the ability to focus and hone in and do a lot of research in areas that really interest you. So, so STEM Nation, you know, take a look at these smaller schools. You don't have to be going to the large research schools, the the MITs, all the the big Big Ten schools. Take a look at some of the smaller colleges out there. It may be a better fit for you, Victoria. So you go head off to work and. You know, there's no such thing as a typical work day for anybody, but what generically would you be doing on a day-to-day basis? My day-to-day work day usually consists of one or two meetings, some weekly recurring meetings with larger teams, and a lot of individual work on projects or work with other uh, coworkers on whatever is the current project. So usually I'll have at least one or two meetings a day. And a lot of time to create that balance in my work to have that um, deep work for a few hours and really focus on what I'm doing. And then working with teams and brainstorming and meeting with my mentors. It's a large mix of things, but those all happen during the week. And it's a nice balance of having meetings and touching base with the project leaders and then getting on to what I need to work on next. One thing you brought up was deep work. How do you handle your deep work? Are you do you do you block off time or how do you handle that? For me it's been a learning experience trying to enhance my deep work. I really have been working to block off chunks of my schedule and plan my day at least one day ahead um, for time frames of each task and how long I think it'll take me to complete it. And so the day before, I'll go through the entire day, um, about 30 minutes to an hour time chunks, and I'll block off um, what I'm going to be doing. And my supervisor helped me with this a lot, and she helped me with my time management skills and be able to take each task at a time. And it really helped me in my work and to be able to have that deep work and deep focus in what I'm doing. And it creates a lot more high-quality work out of everything I'm doing. And it also helps me do my work more efficiently because I'm not procrastinating. I'm not doing work that's at a low quality or not with enough effort or I'm not rushing anything. I'm really focusing on doing what I do better and better. Nation, what Victoria's talking about, if you if you get up and you head off to work and all you do is you, you get right into your, your email box, you're going to spend a lot of time working on other people's priorities versus your own priorities and the things you need to get done. So Victoria's talking about you have to, you have to actually take some time, you have to plan out your day and schedule time for yourself to get the work done that you need to get done. That's, that's really valuable. Thanks for that, Victoria. And Victoria, what is one thing that really has you fired up about engineering or automotive or arts, and where do you see it headed? I'm really excited about working to help in areas of connectivity, autonomous vehicles, data analytics, customer experience, and also creating new mobility solutions for the future to help all types of people get to where they need to go. I'm 
really interested in also helping with autonomous vehicles and that development and working to create new technologies. And so that's just something that's really exciting for me currently. I see a lot of these things in my current career, and I'm just really excited about the future of the automotive industry and the new technologies that are coming. Yeah, Victoria, I'd have to agree with you. With the autonomous cars, the design of cars is going to be drastically different, in my opinion, that the STEM nation out there that's heading off to college, in their lifetime, the type of vehicles that they're going to be in are going to be completely different. And it sounds like you may be on the forefront of designing what we're going to be driving in the future. Yes, definitely. And it's a really, really awesome time to be working in this industry. It's it's almost like a big bang moment where Ford makes this journey from being an automotive company to an auto and mobility company. And it it gives me a lot of challenges and opportunities to grow and contribute um, professionally to affect people's lives immediately in this area. And I'm really excited to have a, have a play in that. All right, Victoria, we're going to change gears here a little bit. Could you take us to a moment in time of an incredible aha moment you may have had at work or your personal life and tell us a story and how you turned that aha moment into success? I have quite a few of these, but I will focus a little bit on my aha moment that really helped me understand my passion for art and engineering and how I would be able to take that and apply it to what I wanted to do in my career. So since I was little, I have always loved cars and I was always very creative. I was playing with Legos, but I wasn't just interested in building something new out of these Legos. I was interested in creating something that people would look at and say, wow, that is really great. What did you do? How did you do that? Um, And so I kind of knew that I was a little bit different in in that I really loved math and science, but I also loved art. I loved creating things for people. I loved seeing the the smile on their face when I, I create something that like a picture or a drawing or something artistic for them. And I think over the years, as I um, grew older and I was in high school, I was unsure about what I wanted to do specifically in my career, but I knew that art and engineering was something that made me happy and I couldn't just do one. I had to be doing both. And so I think when I was applying for colleges, it was really difficult for me because I was looking at all of these programs and I thought, okay, maybe I should just apply for the art programs. Maybe I should just apply for engineering programs. And I thought, well, what if I do both? And so my parents really supported that and they said, okay, art and engineering are great together and they really help you learn and they really make you happy. So apply to colleges that have programs in both. And so I saw a lot of colleges that had opportunities to to pursue both engineering and art. And it really helped me have that courage and motivation to continue doing what I wanted to do because I knew that there would be a career and a a program that would prepare me for a career in something that I was interested in and a career that would allow me to continue doing engineering and art and everything that I did. And so it was sort of an aha moment for me because I thought, wow, I can actually do this. It's it's possible. It's not just something that I have to choose one or the other. I could really do both. And 
math and engineering and science do really go well with art and there's that creativity from art in all those types of um, options. And so I think anyone who's interested in, in STEM and STEAM should really take the time to understand that both of these are possible and they really support each other and to not just focus on STEM if you really just like math, but to really make sure that you, you're you doing what makes you happy. And if that's computer science and music, then there's a lot of different careers in both of those things that can be combined. And there's a lot of careers that support many different interests. And so I think that's just really important for a lot of people to know that they don't have to give up everything that they're interested in for one career. They can do a lot of things um, that they want to do in the future. Thanks for that, Victoria, for that great aha moment. And we're going to slide back a couple of years in your life. When you were 18, heading off to college, what are some things you wish you knew back then that you think would help STEMers launch into college successfully? One thing I definitely would say that is the most important for me that helped was networking. And if I did not have networking, I probably wouldn't be where I am today. And networking and having a mentor to get help from and having professors you can look up to and talk to and share ideas with and share your goals with. I think it was really important to have that when I was 18 heading off to college because it really helped hone my mind in a little bit more on what I was interested in and having that support from different networks and different mentors. It, it really supported me um, in my future. So, so a high school student that's thinking about a network or a mentor, how would they go about doing that? A lot of high schools have um, mentoring programs. They have um, career advisors. And for me, a lot of the professors were great mentors. And they all went to different colleges and they all have different advice that they can provide. And so I had a lot of different professors who were great mentors, but I also had a high school counselor who helped me figure out what colleges were good for me. Um, And so I researched a lot into that, but um, also looking into what areas you're interested in and, and contacting people and looking at high school programs that have these sort of specific areas of interest and um, career learning opportunities because I know there's a lot of different high school programs out there that that really support a lot of STEM and STEAM learning and when I was in high school there were a lot of programs that were math and science um, or clubs that had professors leading them and so there's math and science clubs art clubs and things like that so I think being involved in those and gaining a network from different types of clubs that taught me a lot. It helped me understand sort of preparing me for college and my goals. All right. Thanks for that, Victoria. And we're going to take a quick pause to thank our sponsor, Audible, who's offering a free audiobook. You can head over to stemonfirebook.com. That's stemonfirebook.com to get a free audiobook of your choosing. If you decide to cancel within 30 days, there's no cost and you keep the audiobook And we are heading off to the lightning round. Victoria, are you ready? I am ready. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received? I'd have to say the best piece of advice I've received is from my mom. One thing she told me when I was younger was to 
not settle for less and you only get what you settle for. And what is a personal habit that contributes to your success? The personal habit that contributes to my success is staying organized and on top of my work. It's something that everyone who knows me definitely understands and they know that my organization is is key to how I stay motivated and how I stay on top of my time management. And what's your favorite internet resource or phone app and why? I'd say my favorite internet resource would probably be TED Talks. I'm really interested in watching those. They really help me learn more about what's going on in the world, new technologies, new research, and it's a great way to unwind and listen to someone talk about a topic that they're working on or interested in. And what is one book you would recommend? One book I would highly recommend is called The Startup of You. And it's kind of a playbook for people who want to adapt to the future, invest in themselves, and transform their careers. It's a book that's not just teaching you how to write a resume or a cover letter, but you'll really learn from this book about the best practices of Silicon Valley and startups and how to apply these entrepreneur strategies to your career. This book really taught me a lot about how to think about my life and my career as a startup. And it's sort of your life is is a job as well. And you're creating a new startup from it. And so I think it helps someone learn more about how to develop a competitive advantage and adapt to working conditions and um, be able to figure out how to network and the importance of networking. Um, and so I'd say that book is really good for anyone interested in those type of things. And Victoria, you've, you've provided tons of value for STEM Nation, but we're going to ask for one more as we wrap up here. Could you share a parting piece of guidance for STEM Nation, and then we'll say goodbye? Definitely. Um, I'd say my parting piece of guidance for STEM Nation would be, if you really want to accelerate your career, you need the help and support of others. You can't do it alone. And it's really important to build a diverse team of allies and advisors with whom you can grow with over time. And these are people who are the source of key resources, opportunities, and different opportunities to build your career. And I think these relationships do matter. And the people you spend your time with do shape who you are and who you become. As Jim Rohn says, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And thanks for that, Victoria. And with that, we will say goodbye. Goodbye. I hope you enjoyed our discussion today with Victoria. You can head over to stemonfire.com, subscribe to the email list to keep up with the latest happenings, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player. We have hit 10,000 total downloads, and I'd like to thank you for listening. And if you know somebody else that would get value, please share it with them. Tune in next week where we talk with Drew, who is a nuclear engineer. Until next time, I hope this chat has helped ignite your passion towards a STEM career.